Great to be sharing with you tonight. It's an awesome night, isn't it? So good. So great to have Tom being baptised tonight. Uh, as I was sharing the message, we're looking at your kingdom come. Uh, this is the last week of this series at the moment. And as I was thinking about it, I was reflecting my life in some certain things. And I really hope that you can relate to me on this. Otherwise, it's a little bit awkward. I feel like I say this every sermon, uh, but it's true. There's some things that I think happens to that maybe doesn't happen to you. But I don't know if you've ever experienced uh, potentially overthinking something and then you complicate something that was supposed to be a really simple thing. There was something that you're supposed to do and somehow, somehow you think about it way too much and then in some, some way it becomes very complicated. I don't know if you've ever experienced this. This is my main example of this. Have you ever experienced someone say to you, whether you're at the doctors or something, and they say to you, okay, can you just breathe for me? And in that moment, you forget how to breathe. <laughs> Have you ever been in that moment when they just, they ask you to breathe and you, and you all of a sudden, like, <gasps> oh, like, do I go two in, two out? Like, what do I normally do? I don't know. I think you're giving me faces like I'm the only one that does this and potentially am. Like breathing, I don't know if you know this, but breathing is something that I do at night while sleeping and I can still breathe. But somehow, if you put me on the spot and ask me, I just gotta be careful to not think about it right now. But if you ask me, in these moments of the doctors, I, I almost feel like saying to them, do you mind just not asking me? Like, just, just take my heartbeat or whatever you're trying to do. Like, I can't think too much about it. And a simple task that, was, that is supposed to be free-flowing becomes this complicated thing. I don't know if you've all maybe experienced this other one, maybe not, but um, in, in your driving test, where the person doing the driving test says, okay, great, can you just reverse in a straight line for 10 to 20 metres? And all of a sudden in that moment, it's like, how do I reverse? You, like most people would just keep the steering wheel still, probably, unless you're going around a corner, but probably not, and you just reverse backwards. But it's like, oh, oh what am I doing? Curb to curb, going crazy. Maybe, maybe that one's a bit too exaggerated. Maybe you don't do that. But it's this thing of in these moments, these things that are supposed to be free-flowing, we somehow complicate it, and it's not that same free-flowing thing. And tonight what we're talking about is prayer. And as we talk about it and as I share about it, um, and we're doing this series at the moment, you'll, you'll see it in your small groups. Uh, Peter Sweetman, our founding pastor, is doing um, the, the video this week for it. And something that he says in there is he says that prayer, he said, is is probably the most important thing that we will do while we're on this earth. That's a pretty big call. Prayer is so powerful. Prayer is life-changing. Talking to God is incredible. And what I wanna say right at the start tonight is no matter where you're at in your prayer life with God, I wanna encourage you, don't give up on prayer. Don't stop praying. And as we're looking at prayer tonight and talking about how incredible it is, and, and as Pete's mentioned in that, and we're going to read in the Word, talking about one of the most important things that we can do. I want to be super aware that tonight there might be a range of us that are coming from different angles. Maybe for you, you actually in this time of potentially waiting for God to answer some prayers that you've prayed. And maybe you're a little bit discouraged right in the moment that you're at. 
Maybe for you, if you were to reflect on your prayer life and be completely honest, you would say, I just don't really know what to pray about. Like I decide I'm going to pray and then I start praying and then I find myself eating in the kitchen and I don't know how I got there. I was praying two seconds ago. What am I doing? And you think, I try regularly. I don't, I don't know what's happening. Maybe for you, if you're to be honest, you're like, oh, maybe I just, and, and it's hard to say, but you think maybe, maybe I just find it a little bit boring. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, what, what am I supposed to be doing? And what I find really encouraging, and we, we're just about to read this, but, and, and I'm so glad it's included in the Bible where the disciples say to Jesus, Jesus, can you please teach us how to pray? And what's really interesting is the disciples, it's not that they wouldn't have ever prayed before. The disciples would have prayed. But it's in this moment when they see Jesus praying, and you'll read this at the start, they see the way that Jesus prayed. They see how often Jesus prayed. The fact that Jesus would pray and pray and pray and pray. And in that, they say, Jesus, can you teach us how to pray? And maybe you think that. There's some people that you talk to and it feels like everything they talk about is the fact that they were praying about this or that or this. And you think to yourself, how, how do you pray so much? What does this look like? And I wanna pray for us right now as we come to the Word of God. These are Jesus' words for us. As the disciples say, Jesus, teach us how to pray in the same way, I want us to come to Jesus tonight. And His Spirit is living within us and say, Jesus, teach me how to pray. So let me pray for us now. Lord, we come to Your holy and Your precious Word right now. And I thank You that the disciples asked this question many years ago. And we can read your words right now. Jesus, these are your words. God, you are, you are speaking to us and we're just about to read this now. So thank you, Lord. Speak to us. Let us be humble and ready to learn. In your name we pray, amen. So we read in the Gospel of Luke in the New Testament in chapter 11. Uh, I'm gonna read from the NIV from verse one to four. And many of you would have read the Lord's Prayer before. Um, and if I'm reading it in a different version to what you remember, I, I'm sorry about that. Sometimes it can be a bit confusing, but let's look through it together right now. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. So in this moment, Jesus is teaching the disciples how to pray. And tonight I am very excited because I truly believe in this moment as, as we're coming to God's Word and asking Jesus to teach us, He will teach us more about how to pray. And something that I want to say is maybe for you, and this is, this is your prayer life at the moment, you're very used to potentially praying a little bit of the second part of that when it says, give us our, each day our daily bread. You're, Jesus is instructing us to come to our heavenly Father and to come for Him and, and to, to ask for the things that we need and to rely on Him. And that is biblical in this. But maybe for you at the moment, your prayer life is restricted just to that. 
praying for the things that you personally need. And and I wanna emphasize it. It is very important to pray for those things, but we don't wanna just be praying for those things. In a way, we we have probably experienced um, a prayer that people pray when, when we have food, when we say grace. And it's in that moment of thanking God for the food that we have. We're asking Him to bless the weak. We're asking Him to keep us safe. Um, And then we enjoy our amazing meal together. And those prayers are great. And I truly mean that. This is is part of the Lord's prayer. But what I wanna say tonight is there is so much more to prayer than just that. And as we look at the Lord's prayer, I'm just focusing on the first part of it. There could be many sermons on the Lord's prayer. But I just wanna focus on the first part and look at what that would look like in our life if we were to introduce that into our prayer life on a daily basis. We see in this first part, praying to a big God. Hello, be your name. Coming to a place of being in awe of the creator God and and understanding that I can talk to the creator God. I can spend time with the creator God. He is here with me. It's just this moment of realizing how amazing he is and then asking the next line, your kingdom come. It's in that starting to pray, not, not just focusing just on ourselves, but we're actually looking up and saying, God, I want your kingdom to come. I wanna live in the way that you want us to live. I wanna share your kingdom with the people around me. There's a lot more to prayer. As I mentioned earlier, maybe for some of us, and I really wanna talk about this tonight because I want us to be real and honest. Just recently, I was, I was uh, meeting with some other pastors, kids pastors, and we we're talking about the importance of prayer. And someone just mentioned in it um, that sometimes at their prayer meetings, they don't have many people there. And they're trying to figure out why that was. And some, one of the pastors said, oh, I think it's just sometimes that the prayer meetings or different things, I think people just find it boring. And I remember in that moment thinking to myself, I have never, ever, ever, ever been bored if I'm in the same prayer group as Peter Sweetman, our founding pastor. And I think you're giggling right now because you know exactly what I'm saying. When you're praying for that man, he is pleading for God's kingdom to come. And he has seen God's kingdom come. He has seen God answer prayers, amazing prayers. And he is so excited to see God continue to pray for things and continue to see God's kingdom come. I don't know if if you relate to this, but what we can often do sometimes is if we go into a room, we try to like get the vibe of the room and then we match it. Like you might arrive somewhere and everyone's pretty chill and like a a bit quiet. So then you just go a bit chill or excited. But you know what I love about kids is kids aren't necessarily great at that. Like if they're excited, they're excited. Like they're jumping up and down. They're not holding that back. And what I really love, and and this this is what I see, When people that love God, they realise how amazing God is and they're calling for His kingdom to come. When they're in a prayer meeting, they don't try match the prayer of just, we're just gonna pray for ourselves. They get so excited to pray for God's kingdom come. 
Or I have been in moments where maybe it's early in the morning in a prayer meeting and, and potentially half of us are still waking up and Peter Sweetman is there praying, pumped, absolutely pumped for God's kingdom to come. And in that moment, it's those moments. And the beautiful part is, though I'm using Peter as a great example of this, there are many, many, many people in our church that are passionate prayers that ask for God's kingdom to come. And that is a very, very different and new prayer life than just praying for the simple needs that we need. Because as we're praying for God's kingdom to come, we are learning what His kingdom is and we are praying for that. And, and, and it's actually in that moment, though we're praying for God's kingdom to come on this earth, God in that moment is changing us and transforming us as well. It's incredible. I've been reflecting on this recently, talking about um, the, the passionate prayer. I've been, uh, I quite often love watching sport. And um, something that I've just been thinking about so much at the moment is just the funny part about the fact that, um, and, and I filled in for a mate's cricket team recently, and, and, and I just was reminded of this, that there was a bunch of us standing off the field, just about to go on the field, and, and I was in, in, the, in a moment trying to like, you know, meet everyone on the team and have some big chat, and everyone's pretty quiet, just keeping to themselves, not really talking, and, and that's fine, that's how it is. And then you get on the field, and someone gets a wicket, and all of a sudden, that same bunch of guys are hugging each other and lifting each other up and saying, you're the best, I love you. And it's like, what's just happened? Like in this, in five minutes, all of a sudden there's this completely different thing. I don't know if you've ever seen that or experienced that in sport of this passion within that's just built up of this excitement of what has just happened. And as I was thinking about it and I was reflecting on it, don't get me wrong, I get pretty excited when I get a wicket as well. Like it's a good feeling but it only lasts a short amount of time. And you can't play cricket your whole life. You can't play cricket every day of the week, every hour, though cricket does go on forever. <laughs> it's probably not a good example in that one. But maybe if I use the example of soccer or something like that. But at the end of the day, there's these moments, these moments, and I was reflecting, what is that? What is that deep passion? And, and you might experience that in a whole range of different things as well. It's not just sport. And it's in that moment of, especially in a team sport of this togetherness, this we have just reached something, we have just attained something that was potentially greater than ourselves. And it's this, it's this moment. But as I reflected on it, I thought, man, God has not created us the way that we are to just play sport and be pumped to score a try or get a wicket. There is so much more to life. And I just want to read in this the part about the, the, a story in the Bible about not just praying these, um, these prayers of just blessing or security for ourselves, but actually asking God's kingdom to come and to see a moment of what I believe God has created us to be passionate about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, to be passionate about His kingdom coming and the Word of God being shared with the people around us. So I'm going to read that in Acts 4, verse 29 to 31. This is just an incredible example of praying for God's kingdom to come. 
And what's just happened is Peter and John have just come out of prison um, for sharing the Word of God. And, and there's been big threats on their life. If they were to continue to do this, if they were continu- continue to do this, there would be consequences for that. And, and the same going for the Christians and the people around. And I love how they pray in this. They say, now, Lord, consider their threats. Like they're aware that there's threats there. And they say, Lord, consider them. They're yours. And then they quickly say, and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. They're saying, Lord, don't don't let us stop. Give us boldness. Give us strength to keep on going. This is their prayer. And they're praying for God's kingdom to come. They say, stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Isn't that an incredible moment? They're there together. They're praying. They're asking for God's kingdom to come. The place is shaking. They are filled with the Spirit. Like that is a moment. And as I was reflecting on it and thinking about sport and these different moments of this togetherness, this passion, I was was actually reflecting and thinking about how incredible it is when we have a baptism. And in that moment, like tonight we see Tom goes down and comes back up. And we have people that know him, maybe that don't even know him, that are coming up and hugging him to say, you are part of the family of believers. We are one. It's an incredible moment. That's a glimpse of it. There's a glimpse of it. And I just pray that there would be more. That vision that in those moments of sport, that passion, I pray that we would have that for Jesus Christ and for His kingdom to come. It's so funny being, being in that pool and, and I know I had to come and preach and get changed, and, but I couldn't get out of there. It probably would have made a lot more sense too. But being in there in that moment, celebrating the fact that Tom was just being baptised, Just an incredible moment in that. And as we begin to pray big prayers to an incredible God, it is is so thrilling. It is such an incredible faith that we can have in God. Speaking about time, it's just incredible. I think it was about a year ago now or maybe two years ago when, when Declan shared with me that he was really praying for his brother really praying for his twin that he'd come into the fullness of knowing God's love for him. And it was amazing because a couple of Declan's other mates were praying for Tom as well and we're all praying for him. And I just remember one night and I was um, was out the front there serving food and and Declan quickly walked up and just whispered, my brother's here. (laughs) And he was pumped, pumped in that moment. He'd been praying these prayers and I know there were heaps of other people that were. But in that moment, he, and, and, and over those years, he wasn't just praying for himself. He was praying for God's kingdom to come for the people around him. And then I remember just a few weeks ago after hearing Tom's story and, and, and catching up and talking about that and chatting to one of Declan's mates that had been praying for Tom for a year. And in that conversation, just teared up, just realising how incredible God is and the amazing work that God has done. And I really want to encourage you. There will be some of you right now as I just shared that story. And though you are celebrating in that, 
you think to yourself, there have been some people that you have been praying for for years and they haven't come to surrender their life to Jesus Christ just yet. And I wanna encourage you, keep on praying. Don't give up. Keep praying for his kingdom to come and to be patient in that. And as we're talking about tonight, prevailing prayer, it's, it's to have confidence in who God is, to keep on asking, keep on asking. And it is incredible, not, not fake, not put on, but the, the excitement and the passion when you see God answer prayers, it's incredible. It's truly incredible. It's actually better than scoring a goal in soccer. It's amazing. And it just spurs you on to keep on praying. And that's why I wanna encourage you, don't give up. If you've been discouraged in your prayer life, don't give up. And I wanna look really practically as I finish up. I wanna look really practically. What does it look like to be on a daily basis praying for God's kingdom to come? One of the things that's pretty important for us to remember And we read this in Luke 11, chapter 13, that God is so, so keen to send His Holy Spirit to us. We read this in Luke 11, verse 13. If you then, though you are evil, this is Jesus talking to the whole group of people there, know how to give good gifts to your children How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Incredible. God is such a good Father. And I wanna say this, God wants us to pray and God makes a way for us to pray. We can have a right standing relationship with God because of Jesus Christ dying and rising again. And then the Holy Spirit that lives within us then leads us and guides us, teaches us how to pray. And we also read in the Bible that Jesus is interceding for us when we don't know what to pray. God wants us to pray and He makes a way for us to pray. So what does it look like on a daily basis? Maybe you've got a bit of, uh, you spend a little bit of time in the morning or at night or whenever it is in your day of a little bit of quiet time. What does that look like to be praying for God's kingdom to come? And as I was really praying about it this week in my own life, as I was preparing this message, I was just so reminded. I I came to my reading for the day and it was in Ephesians 4. And as I started reading it, I was in that moment realising that when we are thinking about and asking for God's kingdom to come, we can ask the question, what is God's kingdom? What, What does that mean? Like, that sounds awesome, but what does that actually mean? We're asking for God's way. We're saying, God, what is your plan for our lives? I I don't wanna just ask you to do all these things for myself and do these things for me. I wanna learn what is your kingdom and I want you to bring it because you're an amazing God and I wanna see your love changing people's lives. So as I came to Ephesians 4, just my reading for the day, and I began to read in the start of Ephesians 4, it's talking about how important unity in the church is how important it is that we are unified. And in this moment where I was saying, Lord, I wanna pray for your kingdom to come, rather than just reading the Bible and then being like, that's awesome, that's great. Okay, great, I'm going into my day. Thank you, Lord, be with me today and finish that there. I was saying, Lord, I wanna pray for your kingdom. And in that moment, the Spirit just 
leads us. He truly does. Many of you would have experienced that. 